Welcome to the Match Day Manchester is Red podcast. This is a short, bite-sized podcast, so you'll be pleased to know you're not going to hear too much of me. My name is, of course, Seb Parkinson, host of the Midweek Man United podcast. But today I'm bringing you a short and sweet summary of proceedings here at Old Trafford. I've just arrived. Man United have got a beautiful new mural on the East Stand featuring the, the new third kit with Garnacho, Fernandez, and Rashford. We're going to bring you the team news in a second, but before that, here is Tyrone Marshall with a preview inside the ground. Good afternoon from Old Trafford. Two players unavailable today that were available two weeks ago. Uh, Jaden Sancho's row with Ten Hag has escalated, I think it would be fair to say. Uh, Sancho now training on his own, banished from the first team squad. Pending the outcome of a disciplinary, uh, Ten Hag refusing to say yesterday whether Sancho will even play for the club again. Uh, Anthony also unavailable. He's he's not returned yet to the club, staying in Brazil to, to to fight the allegations made against him over the international break. So two right wingers unavailable for United, uh, and a real banana skin of a fixture coming back in, into into the Premier League uh, action with Brighton, who have won three of their games so far created a lot of chances, scored a lot of goals, look a really dangerous team. Uh, United have been giving up chances themselves. I, I think we're going to see an open, entertaining game, but feels like it's one United really need to just win, win anyway, basically, uh, the way things have been going. Obviously, the, the defeat at Arsenal two weeks ago was a, a real kick in the teeth, the way it came about with those two late goals, and they'll be desperate to get back to, to winning ways. But it is not going to be an easy fixture. And like I say, Brighton are a really entertaining team to watch, and you can see them causing United problems today. But... United have got the quality in attack to, to, to combat them and to create chances of their own. The, the big question for Team News, I guess, is who we're going to see on the right wing with uh, no Anthony and no Sancho. Facundo Palestri, a uh, possible start. I think a lot of fans would like to see that. Uh, Marcus Rashford, of course, could play on the right with, uh, with Garnacho on the left. I think that's probably got a pretty good chance. And Rasmus Hoyland as well, whether we'll see him from the start. That, that really lively half-an-hour cameo at Arsenal two weeks ago. He, he played 30 minutes for Denmark and then 45 minutes for Denmark. During the international break, so he's got a few more minutes under his belt, so he might be fit enough to start. It looks like Sandro Martinez will be available as well. He, he went with Argentina in the international break, didn't play, but it looks like he's available. But there'll be no Sofian Amrabat. He is injured at the moment and, and won't be in the squad. Um, so we'll have the team news for you uh, when it drops around 2pm. We'll have plenty of, of action from Old Trafford, uh, a video review after the game, plenty more on all our social media channels and on the Manchester Evening News website. Great to hear from Ty there. And we've just, just turned two o'clock here outside Old Trafford and Manchester United's team news has just been released. It's looking like a 4-2-3-1. Onana in goal. Raguilon making his debut at left-back. Martinez and Lindelof at the back with Dallow taking that right-back position. McTominay and Casemiro in the central midfield with Bruno Fernandes, Christian Eriksen and Marcus Rashford in front of them with Rasmus Hoyland making his first start for Manchester United. Of course, he made his debut against Arsenal. This is his home debut in front of those 75,000 Old Trafford fans. They're all starting to pile in in front of me. There's a few away fans I've just seen coming around the corner. And speaking of the away team, this is how Brighton line up. Stealing goal, Veltman, Dunk, Van Heck and Lamptey at the back. Dahoud and Gross in the midfield. Adingra, Lalana, Mitoma across the front three. And Welbeck up top in a very similar formation to Manchester United, 4-2-3-1. Danny Welbeck, of course, former Manchester United striker. Will he come back and haunt United? We'll find out. But the next thing you'll hear is Tyrone's review at the end of the game and hopefully it'll be a win for Manchester United following tie we will hear from the manager before stealing off the pod and we'll be back on Monday and then of course we've got that special from Munich on Tuesday thanks for listening see you again shortly
Good evening from Old Trafford, where United have been beaten 3-1 by Brighton in the Premier League this afternoon. Uh, another pretty grim day in a season that's followed them at the moment for United. Three defeats in five games now. Uh, worst start after five games in the Premier League era for, for United. Uh, it is turning into a bit of a crisis for Ted Hag. He's just been in his press conference and, and downplayed the idea that this is a crisis. He, he said it wasn't, but given all the off-pitch issues, given everything around Jadon Sancho, around Anthony, uh, the Mason Greenwood situation, and now the form on the pitch, things are going very, very badly for, for United. Uh, first signs of a mutiny here as well today. I think we can safely say the Ten Hag honeymoon is over. Uh, his decision to take Rasmus Hoyland off was, was roundly booed, really, really loud, actually, um, boos when, when that decision came through. Uh, probably not a great surprise. I don't think Hoyland was ever going to have 90 minutes in him. But, um, but yeah, the fans are not happy with that. More boos at full time. Uh, and it just kind of sums up where United are at the moment. There are some real problems here for, for Ten Hag to, to fix. Um, I thought they were outclassed by Brighton today. I mean, Brighton are a superb team, but it, it was startling, the difference, the golf in, in class, really. Um, you know, in injury time at 3-1 up, those Brighton fans were singing, we're just too good for you, and it was impossible to argue, really. Their, their movement to create passing angles, their, their use of the ball, the quality on the ball, they just monopolised possession at times. And it was a team who have a very clear tactical plan, a very clear structure who is superbly coached against a team who've just badly lost their way and looked like they had no plan today, to, to be quite honest. Um, Ten Hag's decision with, with a right winger, two right wingers unavailable for selection now uh, in Anthony and Sancho and his decision is basically not to use a right winger. United went with a diamond midfield, uh, McTominay and Eriksson in, in the centre with Casemiro at the base and, and Fernandes at the tip and then Hoyland and Rashford as... as Strikers drifting wide, I guess, certainly Rashford probably more than Hoyland. Um, it, Ten Hag felt the system worked. I think it worked for maybe 15, 20 minutes. United actually started the game pretty well. It was a really vibrant opening to the game, a, a really competitive opening. And yeah, I think maybe in possession there's an argument that, that the system worked at that point, that things were going okay. But the danger was always going to be, and the danger with the diamond midfield always is, that you're leaving the fullbacks, the opposition fullbacks free. And all three of Brighton's goals involved their fullbacks. The, the first goal, came when Joel Veltman got the ball wide on the right midway through United's half Eriksen was too slow getting out to him Veltman had the space to, to play a punch a forward ball into Welbeck's feet and that just opened the game up uh, the move from there was very good uh, resulting in a Welbeck, Welbeck tap in but it, it was easy for Veltman to open that game up and start the move because he had no direct opponent second half Tarek Lamptey got, got two assists um, and again no direct opponent he had freedom down the left the, the second goal Pascal Gross's it, it kind of summed up United really the the pass from Lamptey wasn't aimed for Pascal Gross, but Gross reacted quicker than any United defender. United defender's half asleep, and Gross's seventh goal against United in 11 games. Uh, an incredible record. Um, and then the third, uh, another Lamptey assist, a brilliant finish, as we said, from, from Howe Pedro. United got one back pretty quickly through Hannibal, um, a, a really good finish as well, and probably the one, the one bright spark for United that he came on and, and scored um, and looked bright. And I thought Regulian had, had a pretty solid debut as well, actually, considering he's not played much football of late um, so, so two maybe bright spots for United but just a, another worrying day you have to say um, there, there might be an argument some make that the game turned when, when Hoyland's equaliser for half time was, was disallowed um, I know there's certainly United staff at half time who were complaining about it and suggesting it had been wrongly disallowed I mean it's pretty clear on the replay that that ball is out of play uh, I don't really understand the drama about it to be honest and, and how anyone at United can, can realistically claim that that, that was the, a wrong decision the, the video replay showed very clearly the ball was out of play um, Rashford took too long to get the cross in the movement from Hoyland was, was pretty good actually to free himself and, and poke the finish in but 
the right call was made. Um, you know, it, that, that wasn't a turning point. That was the right decision. And then beyond that, you know, United had moments they created chances, but like I just thought Brighton looked the slicker team, the more comfortable team, the better team in possession. Um, they're going to they could go far this season, depending on their Europa League commitments. But right now, you'd have them as as top four challengers, and the same probably can't be said of United at the moment. And they've lost three of the first five games to teams that they will be competing with for, for top four spots, uh, and they've lost to them. They've lost to Arsenal. They've lost to Tottenham. They've lost to Brighton. Um, and they've conceded 10 goals in four games now. They were very fortunate to keep a clean sheet against Wolves. It's pretty obvious there are problems there. They just they look a soft touch, I think, at the moment. They look too easy to play against. I think teams are probably looking at them and, and licking their lips and thinking we can play through them. The midfield looks lightweight. They badly need, uh, need Amrabat fit. Uh, and some real issues there for, for Ten Hag to solve. He's, he's tried to make them more attacking this season. He's tried to take this team on, make them more dominant. But all it's done is, is, is make them poorer defensively. I think last season's success was built on that defensive record. And, and this season, the defence is, is all over the place, really. Um, you, know, that's, you can't really blame Anana for any of it. He's actually had a pretty good start as a, a new signing, played pretty well, made one stunning save from Ansu Fati quite near the end of this game today. Um, so yeah, no, no blame attached to Anana, but some some real concerns I think for United. Like I say, the booze today probably a sign that, that the honeymoon is over for, for Ten Hag. I certainly don't think he's under any pressure, and I don't think he's going to be under any real pressure most of the season unless things get get really out of control. But with five games in, you don't want to jump to any conclusions. But if United are to stay in the top four this season, then they need to improve dramatically. Uh, a tough week coming up with that trip to to Bayern Munich on Wednesday in a way it's kind of a free hit that one I guess United even if they lose in Munich they should still qualify from that group so it should be something of a free hit to try to get some confidence um, and then after that Burnley uh, Burnley away and then five four games in a row at home against against winnable um, teams so it, it, the fixtures do get easier after this week for, for United but Tanag has got problems to solve United have to be better than this they have to look better than this uh, this was another another worrying day for them and that there can be no doubt there the best team won. Um, that's all for now from, from Old Trafford. We'll have a couple of podcasts for you this week, one on Monday and then probably one, uh, one from Munich. Um, and we'll have plenty more content on the Manchester News website and on our YouTube channels throughout the week. So do stay tuned with us. I wonder what was the reaction now to the fans who seemed to boom the decision to take off Poland? Um, I think it was positive. Uh, you see that the fans on the first moment in Old Trafford and the reception for him was great. I think he performed very well. So uh, I think it's good that they, yeah, they give this signal, this message. Uh, it will give him belief, Rasmus. But yeah, um, everyone knows he came in with, um, with a small issue. Uh, we, we built him in the, over the past over the last uh, three, four weeks. He's not ready for a whole game. And we have many games to play um, in a short notice. So, yeah, we have to build them also in the fitness. Eric, can, you, can you just explain, everybody expected this season to be an improvement on last season. And the performances generally have not been as good. I know you played better against Arsenal. Can you just explain why? But I think today as well, we played well. Uh, first half, if you analyse that first half, uh, it's crazy. Uh, that you, I think we started well. We created chances. And on the second attack from them, and the first chance, it's in. 
and then and we have to do better uh, to deal with that setback then we find ourselves in the game we score the equalizer uh, but then yeah that is disallowed and that is I think uh, yeah well the stage where we are in in this moment and uh, then you can point to anyone and uh, you have to look in the mirror look to yourself and uh, you have to make your own look and I think there yeah, we have to improve Neil um, Eric, I think the boos weren't necessarily who was coming on. It was the fact that Anthony Martial was coming on. Does, does they get a point where you just can't pick Anthony Martial anymore? It doesn't influence the game in any way. And that was the reaction of the fans because it was him who was coming on. I think it was because Rasmus Hoyland came off. Uh, but uh, that's, you know, I don't want to discuss that. Uh, so I don't know. But... Um, I think Anthony Martial, last year, every time when he played, he was a very positive effect on our on our games. I think that we even almost lost non-game with Anthony Martial uh, uh, in the, uh, on the pitch. So if that's the fact, then I don't understand. Because yeah, when he is fit, he definitely will contribute. In this moment, he is not top fit. Uh, but he is uh, improving and I'm sure when he is 100% fit he will contribute again as last season Is that a frustration though? He's, he's a 27 year old and he, he seems to be he always seems to have an issue and he didn't play often last season he's got 17 goals in three years it seems unfair avoidant that that's the backup striker at the moment but he's not got someone who can take Take the pressure off him. Yes, but that he has to to make. As I said, he has to make also his own look and first be available and keep and be consistent available, and then you will see. Then his form will be better. But as I said, every time last year when he was playing, he affected our game in a positive way, and so yeah, I hope he can. He stays fit. And then I'm sure he will contribute to our game. Eric, it's three, three defeats in four games now. Are you, are you worried about the results? Oh, de- definitely. That is um, that's something that bothers me. Uh, and, but also I have to see uh, the way we play. And, but finally it's about character then. And now we have to see uh, how strong we are and how... Uh, the team sticks together and uh, which players standing up and show the character and leads the team because in all the games all the games but especially the games against today Arsenal uh, uh, Forest we have seen we can play very good and we can create a lot of chances but uh, yeah there are also some improvements to make that is definitely the case and uh, we have to step up You look at Brighton, it's full of free transfers, players that didn't cost much money at all. How do you explain that, that, that gap? I think all the teams <laughs> spending a lot of money. Well, Brighton, that, that Brighton team costs less than 20 million, starting level costs less, less than 20 million. Yeah, but I think also Brighton, they also uh, they spend money, um, as everyone is doing. And uh, when Man United is coming, uh, it... Um, inflates the price and that is also the truth. 
Eric, is it, is it a fair uh, description of where you're at? Is crisis a fair description for your team's form and, and the points you've got? Is that, is that a fair word to crisis to describe where you are? No. But huh, we have to be very uh, disappointed and we have to be very annoyed uh, with ourselves. Uh, because at United, uh, the demand is you win games. Eric, what was, what was your view of the goal? What was your answer, Eric? And do you feel that at the moment some of the calls aren't going your way? Yeah, but that's what I say. Eh? So uh, it looks like we are un unfortunate in this moment. And uh, in the 86 minute, you, uh, you, you have to get a penalty against Arsenal. You don't get them. In the 87 minute, you score 2-1 and you think you're going to win the game and you have nine points. Today you play very well in the first first half, and then the disallowed goal. Uh, and in that period, uh, we are together, and also we have to return this. Uh, if we stick together, and if we stick to the plan, stick to the rules and the principles of our way of play, we will turn this. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are uh, there's a demand uh, on us. Definitely. Last question. Last question, Simon. Just going back to the booing when Hoyland came on. I understand what you're saying that it was it was positive for him but it didn't feel positive for the stadium for the team for the game it, it felt negative yeah but if he gets injured uh, because he is not capable to play 90 minutes huh, then we are much farther away where we want to go last Eric, question Eric, Sam. The, you'll be aware that the move can change here very quick um, are you confident you'll be able to get Show some positivity in Munich. Maybe only players back to to, to bolster your side. Um, maybe, maybe one player, but I think Munich is a little bit too short. But I think uh, when you go to Burnley and the week after, I think they will return players. Yes. Absolutely, by Munich is I think one of the favourites. Uh, to winning the Champions League, so um, we have to be good there. And yeah, but I think I already explained what we need there. We need character, uh, so character uh, with belief, with resilience, with determination, absolutely. Thank you.